This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Hey, just a quick reminder, if you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender podcast merchandise, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you can uh, find some blogs on past podcasts. You can find t-shirts that show some bartender pride. You can find some uh, other cool stuff. So head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your stuff today. Well, not right now, because the show's about to start. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender, the dude. Welcome. Let's have a seat. Let's have a drink. What do you say? Let's start off with today's drink special. You know, I found this on, believe it or not, Cosmopolitan.com. It, their list of drinks that you should tr- definitely try sometime in your life, at least. And I, they call this one the Fountain of Youth. It's one and a half ounces of Russian Standard Vodka, two ounces of pomegranate juice, one half ounce thinly sliced ginger. Combine all these ingredients into a cocktail shaker filled with ice, shake and strain into a glass. And you got yourself the fountain of youth. You know, it's the ginger that uh, kind of fascinates me about that whole thing. Especially since the last podcast when I was talking to Mia Torres and she said found out that uh, pickled ginger and Merlot is a great combination. And, you know, could be. I don't know. Uh, but uh, if you happen to go out there and you are uh, good enough to tell your bartender on how to make this fountain of youth... Try it out. Let me know what you think of it. Get on to the Facebook page, Hey Bartender Podcast, and hey, let us know what you think of this drink. We'd all want to know. See if somebody out there will take the bullet for us. You guys all know that I'm always interested in uh, unique drinks, something that you made up yourself, some kind of concoction, something that you discovered tastes good together with something else. So when you get that chance... You know, email me these recipes. Let me know what you guys are making out there because your creations need to be brought out into the public. It, because, let's face it, bartending, serving, it is an art form. Not to mention, there are days where it's a huge pain in the ass, but we are not. We don't need to get into that right now. You know, I mean, you come up with a new food, you come up with a new drink, and, you know, you got to you know, get people out there to try it. And that way, the people can take it out to another bartender and say, hey, you know what? I want this drink. And they'll go, how the hell do you make that? And so you'll have to explain it to them. But remember, be nice as you're explaining it to them. Because, you know, you go to one bar, this one bartender has that specialty. But, the, you know, the next bar might not know it or might not know it as what you just called it. I mean, there's... What what have I said before? A dozen names to call the dozen different different drinks made a dozen different ways. I mean, there's five different names for just butter shots and Baileys. Some of you know it as a slippery nipple. Some of you know it as a cowboy cocksucker. Some of you know of it as copper camel. So, you know, it just all depends on where you go and what you do. 
but give that one a try. Hey, if you're if you even have some stories that you'd like to share on this podcast, I'd love to have you on the show. Just email me, heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And, you know, we can work something out. We can get you on the show. We can talk for a little bit, have a little bit of fun. Or even if you are a band and would love to have your single promoted on my podcast, this podcast is an awesome place to uh, promote music because I got a few loyal fans and, you know, we all could use a little bit of help sometimes to get our sound out there because let's face it, MTV and radio, they don't help anymore. So if you are a band out there and have a good sound that you're really proud of and you want it put out there on the airwaves, let me know. Heybartenderpodcast.com at gmail.com. Send it to me and we'll get you guys heard in, on the air. So why do I do all this stuff? Why do I want to help out the bartenders and servers community? Why do I want to help out the independent uh, artists out there? It's because I want to be a nice guy. You know, when when I was a kid, I wasn't that nice of a guy. I was you know, a little bit of a bully, you know, here and there. Uh, just all dependent on the situation. When it got to middle school, that's when it got really bad because hormones started kicking in and hit other guys in my class harder than it hit me or it hit me harder than another guy in the class. Uh, you know, in this day and age, bullying is a huge problem. And, you know, I was sitting at this restaurant recently and I see this guy walk up to another guy and start pushing him around. They didn't know each other. They just, all of a sudden, one guy just wanted to pick and fight with another guy. I think it was for whoever got the pool table next. And, you know, pool tables, uh, are the number one thing that people fight about in bars. Uh, luckily, it's not the dartboard, you know, because, you know, well, probably because uh, it's not the dartboard because odds are one of the people in the fight has ammo. But the pool table is a very popular place to start a fight. And it's also a really popular place for people to try to assert their dominance over other people and you know bullying they talk about it only in schools nowadays but bullying happening happens everywhere no matter where you are and what you think you're doing not everybody in the room is a saint and you know it's you know kind of it would be nice to have this full-on utopia where everybody's nice to each other. Everybody's shaking hands, bumping fists, laughing, carrying on. But then there's always that one person that ruins it for everybody else. I'm going to tell you a little story here. Starts back when I was in middle school, uh, eighth grade. Uh, now, name, I'm going to change names around a little bit just because, you know, I uh, the names don't need to be out there. And, uh, you know... And I just want to remind, you know, if the person that happened, people that happen to be involved uh, with this story, remember it differently, I'm sorry, it happened over 20 years ago. So, anyway, eighth grade, 
uh, school starts and we just uh, get this new group of guys into the school. And two, uh, three of the guys were taller, a little bit, uh, actually quite a bit stronger than the average size and strength of the rest of us that were in the class at that point in time. And those guys became the alpha male. But then there was also this other dude that joined the class. We'll call him Frankie. That was shorter than all of us. And, you know, it it was just one of those things. And, you know, all middle schoolers come in all sizes and shapes. But, and so, the alpha males were establishing their dominance around the school. And truthfully, I got pushed around a little bit by them and it, uh, it got to me a little bit, but I was able to, uh, just keep pushing on. Tell you the truth. One of them kind of stuck up for me every now and then he was cool. Um, oddly enough, he was the one that was kicked out of the school. Uh, I think, I think they did it to him just, uh, just to prove a point to the other two, but it actually made life worse for the rest of us. But uh, the short guy, Frankie, uh, I don't know how it started, really. Uh, but we were having this, uh, the way I remember it starting, is we were having this fundraiser. And I volunteered to br- uh, bring in some plastic cups for the refreshments. And I brought these plastic cups in that my family had had on hand for quite some time. Um, because they were left over from other fundraisers that we were doing. And so he was in charge of that. Uh, Frankie was in charge of that stuff. So I handed it over to him and he goes, what kind of cheap shit is this? And I grabbed him by the back of the neck and squeezed as hard as I possibly could at that time, put him down to his knees. And I said, Hey, it's the best we got right now. So that's what we're going to use. So I let him go. And you know, he didn't, fight back or uh, he didn't turn around and try to punch me or anything like that. And, but you know, I didn't have to do that, but I did. So maybe I was sitting there trying to establish my dominance too, but for the rest of the year, um, he had short man syndrome. He was the smallest guy in the class, not his fault. It was just genetics. And so he would constantly, tried to establish his dominance over us, but we had ultimately all gang up on him and push him around because none of us respected him. And, you know, when he demands respect, nobody, I, I think it's uh, George Carlin said it best. Respect is not given, it's earned. And we had no reason to respect this guy. So we all treated him like trash. And... None of us cared. None of us ever looked the other way. And so a couple of years, uh, a couple of years later, I started thinking back on it and I was just like, you know, I really should have treated him a little bit nicer. And no, it wasn't what after watching happy Gilmore and seeing or happy Gilmore. No, Billy Madison. Um, it wasn't after watching Billy Madison and seeing Billy Madison apologize to the guy he bullied in high school and then finding out that the guy scratched him off his hit list. Uh, but um, I was just like, yeah, I, I kind of bullied him a, a little bit. Okay. And 
So, um, cut to, well, well after high school, well after uh, whatever, you know, we colleges and stuff like that everybody went to. I actually ran into Frankie at another bar uh, a few years later. And I thought, I'm going to be nice to him. I'm now's my chance. It's, uh, you know, let's get all of this bullying crap, uh, out of the way and let's just move on. So, uh, he recognized me first. I didn't recognize him. And he says, he says, Hey, yeah. Remember me, Frankie? And I was Frankie. Hey, how you been? And all of a sudden he starts regaling me of stories of people that he's asses that he's kicked and I was, and I was just like okay yeah whatever hey um how's your parents old business doing and he goes, oh I shut it down uh, uh this that and the other thing oh by the way I'm a member of this mafia crew and I'm like all right whatever um so you know I remember you had a brother how's your brother oh he's doing okay um I ran into these guys one time that picked on me in high school and I almost killed him and I'm like oh Christ, he's trying to relay to me that he still wants to kick my ass. Okay, honestly, maybe I deserved it because, uh, you know, I might have been a part of what ruined his childhood. But, you know, I was trying to be nice to him. And I'm at that time, I was like, dude, we are way too old for this crap. Just relax a little bit. All right. I'm not going to just all of a sudden start picking on you again. I'm not that guy anymore. And because I grew up to be a little bit more comfortable with who I was and uh, what I was doing. And, but he kept insisting. And eventually I was just like, uh, well, look, good to see you again. And uh, hope to, you know, hope to see you around. And he brought back a couple other times uh, in my head where I was bullied. Uh, there was one time where a guy was, he pinned me up against the wall and then grabbed my Adam's apple out of nowhere. He was, I think he was just demonstrating to another guy that he could do it. And I, you know, that day kind of worried me a little bit. And, but when you look around, um, you know, do, I, you know, I'm sitting back, I, I'm thinking about Frankie right now. And, you know, you know, should, is there an established time? Like if you were picked on in high school and you run into these people later on in life in a quarter bar or something like that, do you still hold a grudge? You know, or, you know, maybe you're one of those people that just late bloomer and all of a sudden you realize, Hey, the guy that bullied me in high school uh, is now four inches shorter than me. Now I can pick on him. You know, when do you let it go? Just let it, and but the problem here nowadays is how do you deal with it at the time? Because bullying is a big deal, and people seem to concentrate it on this whole bullying thing in schools, grade schools, high schools, and because you know these kids are supposed to be leading the way for our future. Okay, I get it. But we need to concentrate on the present. Okay, so hopefully you people uh, that are listening to this podcast 
are the people that uh, have grown up and are able to go to bars and stuff like that. I'm not talking to, I'm, you know, I'm hopefully that teenagers that are hoping to learn how to drink are listening to this podcast. But say you walk into a bar and you, you see somebody that picked on you in the past or somebody you liked picking on in the past. What do you want to happen? Do you want to just be happy, shake hands, maybe touch on a little bit, say, hey, look, I was going through a lot of shit back then. You know, sorry. And do you accept the apology? And, you know, and But I've seen in bars tons of times where you got these bullies and it's more than just establishing dominance like who's stronger or anything like that. Uh, because now you're older. You not only have physical strength, you might have a little bit of uh, extra knowledge in your head or you might have extra money in your pocket. Yes, money can be used to bully. And because... You know, like let's put out a situation here when it comes to money and bullying. You start flaunting your cash all over the place. Say, uh, and hey, I, you know what? I do remember this one guy I told you about in a previous podcast. He owned a business in the next town over, and he tried to pull the shit on me, saying, "Hey, I know the owner of this bar in." Uh, I can have you fired. And I said, oh, so you know Hank. And he says, yeah. And I said, then you know how much he names hates name dropping. Obviously, he was trying to bully me to get what he wanted. But I didn't care. I was just like, Psh. yeah, so what? You know the manager? So do I. And, you know, it never came up with that, uh, came up with that manager. But this guy was buying drinks for everybody. And he was, uh, he had run to the pool table and he would get upset if the girl that he was interested in that particular night was talking to somebody else. So he would immediately start flaunting more money. Now that's establishing dominance because he owned his own business, must've been doing pretty well. And so he was able to throw some money around, get the attention Oh, I'm not getting the, the attention I want. Throw some more money around. Buy this guy a drink. Buy that girl a drink, especially her. Funny thing about the girl that he had his sights set on that night, though, is that she was in a very, very committed lesbian relationship. And, you know, since he pissed me off, I uh, just didn't have the heart to tell him that he had no chance in the world because she was deeply in love with her girlfriend and nothing was ever going to change that. Good for you. But, yeah, this guy was flaunting money and trying to flaunt his status all over the place by trying to inflict fear in me about being able to keep my job uh, just because he wasn't happy with whatever was going on. And, you know, that is a form of bullying. It And, you know, you see the other types of bullying in bars quite a bit where the person is purposely looking down on you. It's, you know, you know a lot of people um, think that bullying is talking trash and actual physical contact. No, when you're an adult, the talking trash thing, yeah, sure, that still happens. But 
the physical contact thing doesn't happen as much when you get older because people know how to do lawsuits or people are afraid to go to work the next day with a black eye or a broken hand. And, you know, fighting is usually a last resort when the bully uh, just all of a sudden figures out, I got nothing left. I'm not able to affect this person and I've got to cut them down somehow. So I'm going to kick their ass. And, you know, then once that happens and you're going to end up in jail uh, because the bartender or the bouncer uh, will, will drag you out of there. And it's, it's like this one night, uh, okay, I'll admit it. I went, I was in a strip club and I was just sitting in my chair, enjoying the show, having a good time. And this dude steps on my foot, steps on my foot. And he says, what the fuck, man? Hey, you want to fight or something? And immediately my hands went up and, you know, just, Hey, Hey dude, you know, relax. And the bouncers, I don't know if this particular strip club had them genetically engineered, but they were fucking huge. And they drug that dude out on his ear before I knew what happened. It's just all of a sudden, wasn't there a guy wanting to kick my ass here just a second ago? And the bouncers walked over to me and I, I said, hey, dude, I don't know what happened. Uh, he He stepped on my foot and they said, don't worry, he's always been a problem here. We saw what happened. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And I was hoping to get a free drink or something out of it, but no, strip clubs don't do that. At least the ones that I went to. Um, so, uh, you know, the, but the verbal, uh, the verbal thing happens all the time, especially when you've had a few drinks, all of a sudden you, things come out of your mouth that you thought maybe when you're sober, you thought you would never say out loud. Just all of a sudden you're sitting there, uh, two guys and, uh, their girlfriends are sitting there and then the girls go, uh, go to the bathroom together. Cause, uh, that's what women do, you know? Uh, and you know, honestly, I mean, I've seen them do it a thousand times, but the girls get, and all of a sudden one guy who had one too many beers going, just says, you're not good enough for that woman. I deserve to be with her. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey man, you know, what the hell? You're a, dick you don't have uh, a good job and i can treat her right and but you have a girlfriend and you know that's just a hint of the verbal abuse another time i was i remember uh i was working the day shift for some damn reason and uh one of my uh, there was a, this guy just sitting there playing video poker minding his own business and then one of my regular customers comes at it nowhere and just starts chewing his out, chewing that guy's ass out. Say, hey, if you have a fucking problem with me, you come to me and I'll beat your ass. And just these verbal threats just flying out of his mouth. And he's, he says, if you have anything to say about me, my relationships, or anything, I swear to God, I will kick your ass. Then he looks at me and says, hey, Anthony. And big old smile on his face as he said it. And then he walked out the door. And... I was like, what the hell was all that about? And I, I was ready to, um, I was already out, uh, outside of the safe confines of the bar. 
uh, ready to, you know, walk over and say, hey, man, chill out. Look, you know, take a step outside real quick, take a deep breath. Then I'll let you go back to uh, going to talk. Keyword talk to this guy. But, you know, yeah, he walked out the door, jumped in his truck and drove off. And, you know, that, I don't know if that is considered bullying, but it was rude. You know, and bartenders, servers, uh, bouncers, all alike. If you run into that problem where it looks like a fight's about to escalate. And here's, here's a story. Because um, it, it all starts off with, you know, a little bit of jabbing here and there. And then the bullying starts, but then uh, bullying usually ends up into fights. I'm full on hand swinging and, you know, just big mess. Uh, I'll tell you this story real quick. Uh, I was bartending one night and I see these guys shooting pool. And I noticed that one of them, his voice is gradually getting louder and louder trying to distract the other guy from taking his shot. And I thought, I don't like the looks of this. And the thing about it was, is not only was his voice getting louder and louder, he'd had a few drinks, sure, but his face was also getting redder and redder, and his girlfriend was there. And this guy was walking around bragging that he was a big shot in the pool tournaments around town and all that stuff. And I thought, crap, well, what's the easiest way to do with this? Deal with this. Okay. I'm here's my advice. Bartenders, servers, bouncers. If you see something that could possibly escalate into a huge fight, call the police non-emergency number and ask for a walkthrough. It's that easy. And then, because the cops, they don't want to deal with that as much as as much as you don't want to deal with it. So, um, that night, I called up the police non-emergency line and I said, Hey, you know, I could uh, use somebody over here at my bar because, you know, just for a quick walkthrough. You know, nothing nothing's happening, but there's a possibility of escalation. And they said, sure, we'll send somebody out right away. And don't dial 911. Find the non-emergency number. And within 10 minutes, uh, there was a police officer that, or actually county sheriff, that showed up. And all she did was just stand there. All she did was stand there, came over and talked to me for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it was kind of interesting because there were two guys that all of a sudden said, uh, I need to pay my tab. You know, you know, yeah, see you later. Uh, but, um, when it came down to the final shot on that pool game, uh, the guy that was talking loudly, even the sheriff, the sheriff didn't even need me to point him out by this point. And she, cause she's like, Oh, okay. I see why I'm here. And, uh, uh, so, he was still getting louder and louder, but immediately flipped it when he lost the pool game. And all of a sudden was like, Hey, congratulations, man. Shake his hand and slap him on the shoulder. Maybe a little bit too hard, but 
neither guy was going to try anything because there was a, a sheriff standing there. And I mean, uh, I mean, the pool table is, you know, prime space for that sort of thing because you're all close together and it's competition. You know, it's, it's who's got the bigger stick and, you know, boy, the big euphemism there. Hopefully you caught it. But I think it, uh, it's along with the competition at the pool table and the, the additive of alcohol is, you know, what makes the whole turn the other cheek thing kind of go out the window. And it's just all of a sudden the alcohol is telling, telling whoever, you can take him. Yeah, what? come on, what's he, about 6'2"? Come on, man, you are a really... Kind of muscular five nine kind of guy, you know. You, you know he may have the strength, but you got the speed, and you know it. That's where liquid courage comes in, and a lot of bad, big mistakes make are made in that sort of thing. And I told you uh, the story before, where the bullying came in, but uh, it also added on racial slurs. Now you have lost your damn mind. And it, you know, it all comes down to it. And, you know, I mean, you can't just sit back and uh, make the Rodney King quote, you know, can't we all just get along? No, it's over. It, uh, and shit's about to start. And, and bartenders, servers, you have to understand how to diffuse it. Now, diffusing it can work. Uh, a dozen different ways. I, I've done it before where all I had to do was walk over and say, we got a problem here, guys. And they see the bartender there and they think, oh shit, I'm a, I don't want to get 86 from this bar. So like, no, everything's cool. And, um, but when the fight actually starts and, uh, you know, you have no choice. You got to call the cops. I don't care who uh, started it, who uh, you're the one that's going to finish it, or at least the cops are going to finish it because you don't want anything too incredibly drastic to happen. And I I mean, there's one time uh, where I was a customer and you could tell when this uh, guy came in, and you, you could tell he was looking for a fight. He, he was just like, it's Saturday night. I'm bored. Time to go out and look for a fight. So he goes into this one bar and he starts mouthing off to the bartender and, uh, and to the other customers. And the bartender says, look, you best get out of here right now. And the guy said, Excuse me? What did you just say to me? You mean you're not going to serve me? Okay, I'll be right back. Okay, the fact that the guy happened to be wearing gang colors probably is what made uh, made the bartender nervous when he said, I'll be right back. And so the bartender went back behind the bar and pulled a, uh, pulled a pistol out of one of the drawers. Now, me, I don't think... I would allow that sort of thing for my bartenders and servers because 
you know, bullets don't stop. I mean, I'm not saying no to guns or anything like that. Uh, but you know, it's at that point, it's all about safety and is, uh, and you got to sit back and think, do you really want to waste the ammo on some bullshit like that? Of course, you may need to waste the ammo because if the guy says, I'll be right back and he comes back in with a gun himself, yeah, you got to do something to protect yourself and your customers. But odds are your bar is going to be closed down anyway once the bullets start flying. But you got you got to watch out for the innocents, the innocent people that are sitting in the bar because the bullies can ultimately affect them too. Uh, you got the people that have nothing to do with it. All they wanted to do was come in for a quiet drink. And then all of a sudden a fight starts to escalate and it's not a quiet drink anymore. Okay. That's when you, hopefully before the fight escalates to yelling, the bartender has gone out and diffused it a little bit. So, because if it's a new customer or an old customer that's just there at a, at a weird time, you're going to lose business because they th- sit back and think it's not safe here. I don't, I don't, I don't want to drink here anymore. So you'll lose a customer if it, uh, or if it's a family or, uh, you know, you got to send somebody to jail. You got to 86 them. It's all about making the money when it comes down to it. And if you start 86ing everybody after it's escalate, you know, you if you sit there and wait uh, till, uh, for it to escalate and then 86 the problem and think problem solved, now you've got new problems. So you got to teach yourself to recognize the situation before it comes up. Start to learn. Like I was saying before, the guy's voice was gradually getting louder and louder and louder. So that's what clued me in. Call a cop to do a walkthrough. Now that other time where uh, the racial slurs and all that stuff started getting thrown around, that completely blindsided me. I didn't see it happening until it was too late. That was my fault. Because I could have stopped it. I could have made it so that that regular customer that was a good customer didn't get 86. But I waited too long and he decided to throw a couple punches at the kid that was about a quarter his size. But from the way I saw it happening, the kid was asking for it. But if I think about it for a little bit, the person most likely to get bullied in a restaurant is the servers and the bartenders. Um, This is just honestly by my own recollection because the servers and the bartenders are giving out the product. And if the customer is not happy with the product, it all depends on how the customer handles it. Now, the customer can just say, hey, this steak's a little bit undercooked. Can you throw it on the grill for a little bit longer? Or, you know what? This drink doesn't taste right. Um... You know, could could we could you do get me something else? You know, you be nice about it, and you know the bartender or server, they'll be glad to help you out and not mess with your shit. And uh, because you know, once again, the golden rule: do not fuck with people who handle your food. So, but the bartenders and servers, 
in a bar situation are the most likely to get bullied because they're the only one that's sober in the room. So here's the dude's helpful hints to avoid problems with bullying. Develop a sense of humor. That's a good one because, or be uh, sarcastic because that's uh, usually a pretty good way to diffuse somebody from being a complete asshole. There was one time I was working behind the bar and uh, I don't remember what happened before it, but all of a sudden the customer stood up in his chair and he said, Hey, do you want to step outside? And I looked him right in the eye and I said, No, I don't need a blowjob right now. And everybody started laughing and then all of a sudden he was just like, Yeah, <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Easily escalated. Boom. Done. Easily, no, no, it wasn't escalated. Easily diffused. Boom. Done. And... Uh, you know, saying smart aleck comments like that uh, can is, all oh, let's say eight times out of ten, uh, uh, the a good way to diffuse somebody that's uh, trying to bully you. Just kind of be a smart ass, make a joke, but just remember the one of the cardinal rules: if you are behind the bar, you are safe because technically. Technically, now don't take this to heart. Technically, if somebody that doesn't work at that bar walks behind your bar or in your kitchen or in your server station, if they walk behind there, that's private property. Now, maybe this is just because I've I've lived in Texas too long. I'll say it this way. It's private property to be behind the bar, the kitchen, or the server station. Therefore, you have the right to kill them. But please don't do that. That... That'll screw with your head for the rest of your life. But most people always abide by that rule. You do not walk behind the bar. And so if something, if somebody's trying to pick on you and call you names or something like that, you remember, you have the power. You have the power of 86. So, all right, I'm done with you. Get out. And if they don't leave, you call the cops. Call the non-emergency number if you don't think that they're going to get violent. But you do, at that point, have the right to say, I told this guy to leave and he's not leaving. Therefore, he's trespassing. I want him out. Servers, if you have an unruly customer sitting at one of your tables and they are being mean to you just because they can. One night I was serving tables and I didn't know this couple that was sitting at the table. And and it was my table, my section. And I said, hi, what can I get for you? And they said, I'm sorry, we would prefer to be served by the bartender. And I looked over at the bar and saw the bartender, good friend of mine. I said, well, the bartender's a good friend of mine. I can uh, go over there and tell you what you need. And she, go, they said, not that bartender, the other bartender. I said, we only have one bartender working tonight. And then they mentioned the guy's name. And it turned out to be his parents. Now... The guy that was working there was a, a little bit upset that I got hired on and was put on some of the prime shifts just because they told uh, uh, the bartender at that time told them that I had lots of bar experience and would be really awesome to add to the team. And he got a little miffed about that. And so his parents decided to come in 
and you know stick up for him it's, no we want to be served by the real bartender well the real bartender is her he is a server so you know what if you want to get served uh, served by him by all means and you know truthfully just to be fair to him they gave him the prime table where the ultimate regulars sat and uh but to appease these customers they uh i had to give uh, give the table to him because they were being dicks and i didn't deserve to be treated like that but they weren't um bad enough to toss out or anything like that and fine if you want to be served by your son yeah go go right ahead i'm not going to even make you move move tables you go right ahead and serve uh you go right ahead and serve your parents and uh you know i thought that was rude i mean just flat out rude but servers remember you don't get paid enough to get harassed by any of your customers whatsoever you can just throw down and say you know what you're done get out and you know some corporations might look down on that a little bit but ultimately if your manager is a good guy your manager will side with you on whatever happens but if your manager is a dick and just uh has to follow the books or you know is worried about that bottom line yeah, he's going to probably uh, say, we've been getting a lot of customer complaints about you. And, you know, then you can easily state your case. Hey, look, this guy called me a bitch or this guy called me an asshole. So, you know, he had to go. And so, well, what did you do deserve to be called called that? Okay, that manager is not worth working with anymore. Once Once you realize that they're not going to back you up um, in a situation where the customer probably was in a bad mood before they walked in that door that day and just decided to take it out on you, that is a bad manager. So, but servers, remember, you can stick up for yourselves. You know, I mean, there was one day where I took a little bit too far and, uh, you know, mouthed off to uh, one lady and... Uh, she immediately went to my manager and my managers just took me aside and said, you got to be a little bit nicer to the day customers. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know. I was, I was just, I don't know what was going on that day. Sorry about that. And he goes, it's okay. Just, you know, watch, watch yourself. And, but Brad was a good guy. You know, he, he knew what us servers were, uh, servers and bartenders were going through. And ultimately any decision that we made he backed up 100%. There was never a problem. But being a smartass, could I take it too far? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course I did. And uh, just because there's a point where you just get tired of getting pushed around. And you've got to realize you got to stand up for yourself. And it doesn't mean flipping the table over on them. It doesn't mean you know, stabbing them with the, with the salad fork or anything like that. No, you don't have to do that. Nowadays, people are pissed off just by words or a simple look. And, you know, people really need to get over it. Otherwise, nobody's going to go outside anymore. Of course, 
a lot of people don't even go out in public anymore with the invention of smartphone and tablets. All everybody does all day long is just sit and look at their phones and tablets when they're in the bar. Believe me, I've seen it. Look around next time you're in a bar. You know, you'll just see a whole bunch of people. They're not really talking to each other. They're all on Facebook. They're all on Twitter. They're, you know, uh, just you know, checking in at that local bar just down the street. And why are they doing that? Who knows? You know, it's it's you know, not you know because they're not, I know they're not attracting friends because their friends are already there. But you know, maybe they didn't see their friends because they were paying too much attention to their cell phone. But you know, then that comes to the whole realm of cyberbullying, which doesn't really happen in a bar very often. Maybe I've seen it once on Facebook where somebody says, this person was acting like a total dick last night at the bar. Let's all get together and tell him how big of a dick he was on his page. And did the guy deserve it? Maybe. I don't care, honestly. But come on. I mean, I'd like to, uh, in my bar... I like to make sure everybody's happy and having a good time. I tell jokes all night long. Maybe I'll sing a song just to keep everybody entertained. But when I see people start to push each other around, do the big stare down or whatever like that, that ruins my night. No longer happy anymore and it's tough for me to be an entertainer. Anyway, time for a quick commercial break. If you want to ever get your hands on some Hey Bartender podcast swag or just some novelty t-shirts, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myspotify.com. There you'll find some novelty items, t-shirts that uh, tell your hangover progress, t-shirts that have the ABCs upside down and backwards for those pesky uh, field sobriety tests. Or just something that promotes the podcast. Hey, Bartender Podcast. I got a couple cool t-shirts on there for there. Or show your bartender pride. And just a t-shirt that says, I'm the bartender. Those are always cool. But, or if you want to, we even got a couple neat gadgets or stuff for you to be a bartender at your own own home. Just head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com. And go get your stuff today. This show's musical guest can be found on Bandcamp.com or you can find their song on iTunes from their self-titled album Boss Magnet. Here is Boss Magnet with their single Hot Sauce.
Sauce.
From their self-titled album, Boss Magnet, that was Boss Magnet with their song, Hot Sauce. If you want to find out more about Boss Magnet, get on to Bandcamp.com or look them up on Facebook. Uh, Boss Magnet is a UK-based Nottingham six-piece band focused on fusing old soul grooves and solid rock into a fiery funk soup. I read that off their website. That's I just wanted to be able to say fiery funk soup. That's just an awesome description. So go check them out. Anyway, so the worst type of bullying that happens in bars that I absolutely hate is the type of bullying that goes on between two people in a relationship. That is a really, really hard thing to try to stop and break up because yeah, it sometimes, you know, the, peop- the people are just like, you know what? They're just like that, you know, and you feel like that, you know, they're just like that. Don't worry. They'll calm down by tomorrow. And then you feel like, you know, you're powerless and, you know, but ultimately you got to remember it's your bar. It, it's, and you know, you don't want that sort of thing. There was one night this couple was having a bad argument. Their relationship was uh, only days away from ending but he basically bent her backwards on the bar while whispering in whispering evil things into her ear you could see the fear in her eyes and i said okay this can't happen so i happened to know the guy and i said dude back up offer and he tried to tell me the usual thing this doesn't have anything to do with you and i told him well, you can back up offer, or you can go to jail, because I'll call the cops right now. And he backed up offer, and she ran. And uh, I never did see her again. Um, you know, hopefully she's doing okay. But, uh, you know, when people are in relationships, whether boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband and wife, those type, that type of thing, when you see that one of the people in the relationship is you know, mentally and physically drained from the other person, there isn't a lot you can do about it. You just got to make sure that they at least get along while they are in your bar. You're not going to go over there and uh, start being their therapist and, you know, do couples therapy with them or something like that. That No, that's not going to happen. And odds are you're going to make things worse. But you just gotta you know keep them calm enough and uh you know if you feel that one of the others one or the other's life is in danger you know then you can call the cops but you know otherwise people in relationships when they're fighting they decide to fight in a bar and you know you just gotta calm them down and then you know either get them out of the bar as fast as you can or just, you know, calm them down as best you can. And I've seen it both go both ways. Like I was just saying, the guy was, she was trying to get away from him, but she was backed up against the bar and basically bent backwards over the bar trying to get away from him. And it wasn't until I stepped in and I said, hey, back up offer, that he finally, you know, took a step back and, you know, hopefully 
everything went okay for the rest of the night, they're at least tolerable. And I've seen where a girl is, you know, she runs up and starts um, spouting off all this stuff to this one guy. And she basically said, what, you want to hit me? Come on, hit me. Go ahead, hit me. I know you want to hit me, just hit me. And so all of a sudden, the guy got pushed way too far, and he decided it was a good idea to hit her. No, that was a bad idea. Because, one, other guys saw that. All they all they knew was that a guy hit a woman. So they decided to intervene and beat the living shit out of him. I mean, just, you know face was like three times the size that it was normally and uh and then not only did that happen the cops got called and so that relationship ended quickly but he also got 86 from the bar that night we uh i don't know you know it's been years it's been years now i don't know if he's been allowed back in but normally at a bar a fight starts like that you are 86 and never, ever, 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 ever to come back. The funny thing about that whole thing was, is the girl was sitting there crying going, I can't believe he hit me. And I said, but you told him to hit you five, like five or six times. And, you know, I, even I wouldn't expect that. I mean, if, so, you know, I went up to anybody and said, hit me, come on, hit me. I know you want to hit me. Come on hit me. Eventually they're going to hit me. And then I sit back and go, I can't believe you hit me. No, I was asking for it. And I told him to do it. And if I can't, if I can't see it that way, then, you know, I really shouldn't be around human beings because, you know, you, when you try to, when you try to pick a fight, odds are it's going to happen and bad things will happen after that. And bullying is just the worst way to go about it. I mean, you push and push and push and you just, some people are able to just put up with it or grown up just go, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, whatever. But some people can't handle it. Some people have to either, um, some people are smart enough to either walk away or they finally give in to these primal urges uh, to protect themselves and throw a punch. Now, when it comes to self-defense, when you're in a bully situation, if you're going to, if you absolutely sure, and I mean, you are sure beyond reasonable doubt that in order to get out of that situation, you have to hit somebody, make sure you can do it in one punch. And, that is the end-all, last resort. Please don't ever do that. If you feel like somebody's picking on you, uh, uh, customers, if you feel like somebody's picking on you, walk up to the bar. The bartender will t uh, help you take care of it. Servers, if you have an unruly customer that is just critiquing every damn thing you do, you know, this is like... About time this food got here, or like you know, maybe if you went to college, you know, you know, you know the type. Uh, 
you know, if you can't uh, if you can't handle it in a civilized fashion, go talk to your manager or go talk to your bartender. They'll take they'll help you take care of it. Not saying you can't take care of it on your own, but sometimes you know you're about to do something stupid. So get somebody who's fresh on the uh, fresh to the conversation. Let them come in because odds are they're a little bit more calm than you are. I mean, bartenders. I mean, you, you, you bartenders handle bullying all the time, and uh, just because we serve stuff that causes people to do and say things they normally wouldn't do in public, and uh, you know, just learn your customers. Learn how to diffuse the situation. Now, I'm not saying start learning all these little things about them so you can find the exact weakness where you say, well, at least I can hold a relationship for longer than three weeks. Or uh, at least my wife didn't leave me for uh, some guy in Hawaii. No, you don't, you don't need to get that personal. Trust me. You, you don't have to say much. Uh, but when somebody's bullying on you, picking on you, whatever. You know, just remember, you have control. You are the person that is in charge of their current meal, their current drink. If they ever want to have a drink from that particular bar ever again, whether it's on your shift or on anybody else's shift, they better play nice. So practice that control. But remember, you got to be nice for customer service. And don't, if somebody else is giving you a hard time, don't take it out on the next table. New table, new people, new life. All right. So that's enough of that. So anyway, we're at last call right now. Last call for alcohol, people. Come up to the bar. You're not getting shit. Uh, Yeah, I've had people uh, try to bully me at last call, too. It's It's just, hey... I had my hand up. Oh, I'm sorry, but I didn't see your hand waving while I was up here serving 19 other people. Or, hey, I just got here, so I, you know, I just give me one. It's dude. It's after 2:30. It's like, or I want a fucking beer. Get out. That's all it takes. Just, you know, just, I want a fucking beer. You look him right in the eye and say, "Get out." And, you know then they realize that there's not much else they can do. And if you look outside and they happen to be waiting for you out in the par- parking lot, just remember that police non-emergency number. Find it. Write it down on a post-it note and put it somewhere on your bar where it won't get lost and you can easily find it if you need it. Anyway, as for last call, like I usually do, if you want to pick up some bar- Hey Bartender podcast swag, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com If you want to be on the show, you want to plug your band on this show, email me at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com I'd be happy to hear from any of you. I'd be happy to hear any of your stories. If you want to follow the Hey Bartender Podcast, get on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast, or Twitter, Hey Bartender P O One. I'm even on Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. If you want to, f- I usually post on there some 
goofy memes or just, you know, whatever I feel like, basically. If you have something to say, go ahead and post it up there, too. But anyway, as I love to say at the end of every show, thanks to my hero, Billy Joel, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. Don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. Felt so good, I had to blow it.